0: It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.
1: Bonjour et bonsoir. C'est Simon. It's Simon. Thank you for joining the show. Thank you for listening to the show. And I got a message to pass for one of my listeners from Kenan. So actually, Kenan left me a voicemail to say happy birthday to Karina on the 29th of September. And um, with everything's going on, we have so much. I said, I'm going to do it right now. In advance, like this, Karina will know that on her birthday the 20th of September, her friend Kinnan is thinking about her a lot, to say the least. So message has been passed. Uh, now back to you, you calls, next. 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Evelyn.
0: Bonjour, Simon.
1: Bonjour, Evelyn. What's up tonight? How can I help you?
0: Um, all right. So I broke up with my boyfriend about six months ago now and I'm finally ready to start dating. Um, but the thing is, is like the dating world seems very different than the last time I, I was single. I've never used a dating app or website or anything like that. So I was just wondering if you think it's worth it to try it or if it's a little creepy. I don't know. Is it possible to find love in real life still? (laughs)
1: Okay, so so first of all, um, what do you hear around you? Your girlfriends or your your? I mean, what is the vibe around dating apps? What is that? What what the what is the feedback you got?
0: So it's pretty mixed. Like some people say that like it's just for hooking up, and then one of my really good friends met her husband on on one. So mm-hmm. part of me is like, well, it's worth giving it a shot. I don't know. I think I'm yeah. scared.
1: What are you afraid of?
0: Um. I mean, my last relationship was pretty long. We were together like eight years. And I just um, am really hesitant to kind of get involved with someone new anyway. And then just to like have it not be real. Um, I definitely don't just want to fling. And I just, I don't know. I'm worried that it's not going to work for me, I guess.
1: Right. (laughs) That's a legitimate, but that's for all of us, right? That's life. C'est la vie. Right. right? (laughs) Because here's the thing. A dating app... It's just for people to meet. And really, it's like, hi, hi, you know, how are you? Uh, where do you live? What kind of music? Chat, chit-chat. And then, you know, if you like what you hear and you like the pictures, let, let's have coffee, uh, if, if you take the right precautions, of course. And then once you have the coffee or drink, you know, you'll feel attraction or not, just like you would meet in real life in a bar. Okay. Or, so so
0: this kind of is like a starting point.
1: Nothing more. It's like imagine a bar with 500,000 people. And so, <laughs> right, it's like all those people on the apps, but then uh, you have a chance with the app to kind of select profiles that is more what you're looking for. You will okay. decide for everything, Evelyn, who you like, who you don't, who you want to get together with, who you don't want to get together with, who you want to give a chance or not. So please, don't be afraid of anything. This is just a way to say hi and see you know, if you connect or not. After that... Everything starts when you have coffee. Until then, it's just hi, chit-chat. That's all. All
0: right. I think I I can handle that.
1: (laughs) Listen, who doesn't dare, doesn't live.
0: All right. I think I needed that. Thank you so much.
1: (laughs) You're most welcome. Thank you for calling and have a good night. Oh, you too. When you think of online dating, what do you think are the pros and the cons? We'll talk about that next. So my last caller, Evelyn, called me. You may have heard the call. She was a bit hesitant, to say the least, to go online dating and all that. You know, some people say just for ooh-la-la, some people say no. So, what are the pros and the cons that I think uh, are, you know, out there for online dating? Now, let's talk about the pros. Unlimited profiles and opportunities. Instead of going in a bar with 10, 15, 50 people, 100,000 or more, sometimes millions. Number two, you're in the safety of your own home and uh, it's behind your cell phone. They don't have your phone number. You can chat for a while. They don't know who you are really. They don't know where you live and they don't know your cell phone, so you feel pretty safe there. And Finally, it's nothing more than an introduction for you to say, let's have coffee, or if he say or she says, let's have coffee, you say yes or no. That's it. That are, in my opinion, the pros. Let's talk about the cons next. When you think of online dating, so I just explain what well, are the pros, the you know, limitless resources and profiles and stuff and safety behind your phone. But really, I got to ask you this, don't you miss the old days when your best friend, your friend, when you a guy or a girl for you? It was the good old days. There was somebody who knew somebody who knew somebody who knew that you would like them. <laughs> don't I miss those days? Absolutely. But am I happy there is online dating? 100%. So many people got together because of that. And the rest, it's not about online dating. It's about you and that person. So don't be afraid of online dating. Try it in the safety behind your cell phone. Call the next. Bonjour, Jill.
2: Bonjour, Simon.
1: Bonjour, Jill. Um, what's going on? How can I help you? Yes,
2: thank you so much. So... Mm -hmm. I am with the most wonderful man. He's beautiful. I'm definitely falling in love with him. And he wants to take it to the next step. We've even discussed marriage, maybe moving in. The only thing is,
0: he's an artist,
2: very talented, and I respect Mm -hmm. that. But the thing is, I'm on the verge of becoming an attorney, and I know I'm going to have this great high-paying job at a firm. And I'm just worried about Marrying an artist, you know, the the, the the starving artist, you know. What if there's a big income gap?
1: Yeah, and how do you feel about this?
2: I feel like, you know, I don't want to judge someone based on income, but then also I don't want him to resent me later if I make a lot more.
1: Do you think that or you think it's a projection you might resent him later for not making enough money?
2: Well, that's very possible. I mean, <laughs> they do say I I don't want to use the term marrying down, but I talked to my mother about it and she's like, "Well, you might want to consider that at back in my day, we didn't marry down," as how she put it.
1: So, that's I understand a that's how, if th- if This is how you feel, right? So if you feel like this, just enjoy the dating and, and don't go any further. Be honest with him, right? I, I think, listen, your life, your rules, your marriage, you decision. I don't, I'm not going to push you because he's an artist, it's romantic to marry him. If you feel like your mom, this is marrying down, then I say, you know, don't marry him.
2: Oh, that's tough. I think that's the decision, though. I think I would always second guess our future.
1: No. It's called, you remember the song, No Romance Without Finance?
2: <laughs> I know. It's, it's just a fact of life.
1: It is. You want a man who makes a lot of money, right?
2: <sighs> well, when you say it like that, I mean, I want us to match each other. I <laughs> well,
1: want you're going to gonna make a, of a lot soul. of money. You got,
2: <laughs> That's true.
1: All right. So don't beat around the bush. You want a guy who's, who's going to make a lot of money. I do. Thank you for being honest. Yes. You're welcome. So listen, you know what to do. Be honest with him. Uh, obviously, not about the money part, but just that, that there's no future. I think, you know, let's reverse it. If it was a guy or was a girl, you know, you would say, oh, that's fine. So there's a double standard that I'm going to talk about in a minute. But I think you should be honest with him and do what's good for you.
0: Thank
2: you.
1: All right. Good luck to you, Jill, and have a good night.
2: Thank you, Simon. Good
1: night. Think of this question. Do you believe in marrying up or down for yourself? Let's talk about that next. So it's interesting. My last caller, uh, Jill, just said that um, she's going to be a you know, prominent, successful lawyer, is going to make a lot of money. And she's in love as an artist, but she's concerned because her mom told her, old school, don't marry down, girl, meaning don't marry poorer than you. I was like that in the old days. Apparently, it's still like that in some places. So now think about it. If it were you, you fall in love with somebody who makes less money than you, what will you do and what should you do? Because this this is the basic of what's the difference in romance and finance. What's more important, your romantic life or your financial life? Can you separate both? So coming up, I'm going to give you my opinion about what to do in that case, next. This is an interesting question, right? What should you do if like Jill, uh, my last caller, you fall in love with somebody who doesn't make as much money than you and will not, probably never make as much more money than you? Do you feel you're marrying down like her so you're going to break up with him or or her if it's a her you date and um, what should you do, up or down or oh, you don't care? So. This is my advice, don't let anybody influence you when it comes to your love life, follow your intuition. We have one life, one life, we live in reality, it's true. But it's not just the reality of money, it's also the reality of who are we loved, who is kind, who is mean, who is selfish, who's generous. Remember, a lot of wealthy people are very stingy, they don't wanna give anything away. And a lot of people who have less are very generous. It's, it's, it's like, it's not because you marry somebody, makes a lot of money, they're going to give it to you. It's hard to tell. But my advice is on that one, follow your intuition. You won't be fooled by anyone and you will respect yourself. You call the next. If you want to share a personal romantic story with me, call the show now, 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Donna. Bonjour. So you have a romantic story to share. I'm excited. What, what happened?
3: Okay. Um, I was living in a little apartment by myself, and uh, around the corner from my place was my laundromat, where I would go and do my laundry all the time. And uh, my boyfriend was driving a truck for a produce company at the time. And I didn't Mm -hmm. realize one day while I was doing my laundry, I didn't know that he was in the area. And um, he, I guess he had seen me out doing my laundry. And he had watched, and I had left, and I had gone to do a load and then come back. And... Uh, it turns out that while he was on his stops, he was watching me this whole time from his truck. And mm-hmm. so while I went back to my apartment to go get quarters, more quarters, he um, moved my laundry into a dryer and paid for it and had left me candies with a note that said, From Your Secret Admirer, which was my favorite candy and stuff. And then later, while I was walking home with my load, he happened to be still around that place. So He drove up with his truck, and he said, mm-hmm. "How's the laundry going?
1: Two things: what's your favorite candy? Just I want to know what what is it you said your favorite candy? What is it?
3: I like sour skittles, even though they burn the front of my mouth off.
1: <laughs> oh my God, yes, I don't know how I can need that dog. but fair enough. And then how did that make you feel?
3: It made me feel at first really scared and confused because I live there are some weird people in my neighborhood i I was so uh, wondering, I was like, I hope it is him for sure." <laughs> but I feel like there's a possibility it could be some weirdo, uh, but I loved it. I thought it was very, it was very uh, sweet and very practical, which I like for romance.
1: No question. Well, listen, thank you so much for sharing. I like that paying attention to your partner. You know, it's doing something sweet. It goes a long way, not just big huge gesture. Paying attention is an expression of love. Thank you so much, Donai. Have a good night. Good night. Thank you. Coming up, we're going to go help Tegan, who has some troubles with her boyfriend. Her voicemail is next. So, Tegan left me a voicemail. Let's take a listen.
3: Bonjour,
2: Simon. I was looking for your advice. Uh, my name is Tegan, and uh, my boyfriend and I have been apart. Uh, he's been away working for some time um, and has recently come back. Uh, home, and so you know we're just trying to reacclimate, and um, I think at times we can step on each other's toes. Uh, but I really want you know us to get back to our flow and and make sure everything goes really well. So I was looking for some advice on how to make that happen, and I really look forward to hearing your thoughts. Thanks so much.
1: Tegan, thanks. Uh, yeah, what do you do when you have trouble adjusting uh, being together again? Let's talk about that next. So, interesting. Tegan uh, and her boyfriend are having trouble adjusting to being together again. They were separated. They're moving back. Yeah, what do you do when it's difficult? You talk about it. You write about it in your journal. Because you get the, get the emotions out of your ideas and arguments. Um, I've learned that over the time that unless you can talk to a shrink, otherwise buy yourself a journal and before you're going to talk to each other about serious stuff in your relationship, write down everything you have to say, the griefs, the compliments, your anger, your frustration, your disappointment, all of it. And as you're writing down in your journal, it magically really ease the mood. It does. And then you guys can talk about it, but there's no room for unspoken, whether it's about, you know, being back together and, Adjusting, whether it's standing together, unspoken kills relationships, marriages, and partnerships. Really, stay away from the unspoken. Say it like it is, but kindly. Calls are next. Bonjour, Teddy.
4: Bonjour, Saba. How are you doing?
1: Good. What's going on? How can I help you?
4: Uh, so, what's going on? Um, I, I'm in a relationship, and she's a very beautiful woman. She's lovely, very lovely. Um, but I think uh, she's a little, um, a little jealous of my old relationships. Um, like I feel like it seems like my, like I leave my phone somewhere and it seems like she, you know it's it's turned or it's somewhere else or you know um, uh, tell her I'm going somewhere and with some friends and then she'll happen to be there with some friends and I don't and sometimes I honestly feel like I could see her telling me at night sometimes, but I, I don't know if this is just. Me being a little superstitious and paranoid or whatever, or she's really doing these things and I need to find out why. But I don't know how to approach her and ask her and find out, you know, is there an issue or is this something I'm making up in my mind or is this really happening? You know, I, you know, I really want to be with her. You know, I really no. want something to expand on this, but I, I just, you know, if this is really going on, then this is like a red flag. So I don't know what to
1: about it. Well, you make a good point. If this is going on, this is a red flag, and it's going to get worse, is this really going on? That's my question for you.
4: It, it, it seems like it, and I want I, I, I might be in a little denial, and that might be what's, what's going on with mm-hmm. me, but I, I just hope it's not. I hope this is not what's happening right now. But Well, we're going to uh,
1: figure it out together. Simple. If it was your best friend who would tell you that story, what would you tell your best friend to do?
4: Find out from her directly.
1: All right, then. That's what you're going to do. Talk about it. Why? What's going on? This, that. Tell her. You know, after a good meal, people are peaceful and go from there. But follow your intuition. Just remember, at the end, you're not a victim. You can pick up on the red flags and get away. It becomes fire. If you don't pick up on the red flags and you pretend you don't want to see them because you – like the person too much, or she's lovely, or this, or that, you will pay a heavy, a stiff price.
4: That is true. That is true. You know, uh, you know, love will, will get you at the end.
1: That is true. You know it. So, I say have a great conversation, Teddy. See what happened, And if things continue, leave that relationship before it's too late.
4: <laughs> well, thank you for the advice. I appreciate it.
1: Well, listen, because yeah, I've been there. I don't want you to do like me. I want you to do better than me.
4: It's better than you. I understand. I get it. I get it. It's just
1: hard to
4: meet people nowadays. And when, you know, when it seems like somebody you can really click with and mesh with it, you know, you just don't want to let it go. But I understand what you're saying. I need to, like, you know, not hang on to something that's possibly, you know, toxic for me. So
1: Exactly. And that's where I want you to really follow your intuition and your instinct and not ignore them. Okay?
4: Okay. I appreciate this.
1: No problem. Teddy, thank you so much for the phone call. You have a good night. You too, thank you. Hey, do you date more than one person at a time? Let's talk about that next. Hey, do you date more than one person at a time? Because in America, you know the rules, right? Until the DTR, usually you date whoever you want and how many person you want. So you vote on my social media. At one of the radio, 77% of you said no. I do not date more than one of at a time. And 23% said yes. And I don't either. I, I date one person at the time. i uh, starting from the first French kiss. That's how I roll. Thank you so much for being with me tonight. Merci beaucoup et bonsoir.
0: The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.